0: says waiting for yeah i don't know if you actually
1: so we may want to stop and make sure we don't we start over okay. before we do an hour
2: <laughs> i hit the go live button hopefully it has the backlog it says that there's four minutes and 50 something seconds okay i hope it's uh, live for everyone now
1: let's see okay everyone says it works they said it wasn't working until just about now so okay Okay. i think we're good now
2: (laughs) youtube has this thing where you can hit the go live button but when you schedule in advance it just says all you need to do is go live by hitting stream in your software so you hit stream and it automatically goes live right well Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it needed me to hit the go live button so you know software and being inconsistent.
0: Anyways, um, so do we have to redo the intro?
2: Let me, honestly, honestly, let me chat. check it quick. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should check. Anyone that has the stream pulled up, just uh, see if there's the DVR function that kicked in and has the last four minutes of us talking.
1: Okay, wait, be quiet for a second, then I'll check. Okay, it, it started when you said wait, it says waiting, let, let me check and make sure when uh, okay. Alan said that, that's when it started. I, I, so we, we do have to start over, uh, yeah.
2: That's fine. All right, well, welcome to Overvolted24. We have Donnie, Alex, and Tom with Moore's Law is Dead is being a guest for us. We want to welcome him and thank him for carving out some of his day to come and join us. Uh, We've had a lot of uh, cross-pollination between our channels, and so I know a lot of our fans are a fan of Tom's and vice versa, so we thought this would be a great, unique event for you guys, and wanted to welcome him to our podcast today. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of the adored a channel since before i started my own channel you know so it's you know you guys invited me on and i thought i mean i mean really of course you know i had to make sure there was a time that it would work but it was when you asked it was always going to happen
2: yeah we've been wanting to do this for quite some time and we finally got some time to do it so especially with the holidays and all that just a lot of stuff has been going on the past few months uh, glad to have you. Let's go ahead and uh, I wanted to kind of get a feel for a few, I guess, more personal questions. Things that you don't normally get in your day-to-day videos that you put out. Uh, first off, how did you get your start in YouTube?
1: Um. So, I mean, I've always been... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I had a gaming PC. Well, it was the family's PC. That was before everyone had their own PCs. You know, it was the house <laughs> yeah, PC. I, I gamed remember. on that before I had any console. Um, And I've always been into gaming. You know, I've always... I had a decent gaming PC since, I don't know, probably 2000. Well, again, it depends which one you count, since the late 2000s. But uh, I really got into it when... I got a 7970 and built a new desktop because and and, and they've heard this a little bit already but because we had to restart mm-hmm. the stream. But, you know, no, the story is I, I bring up the 7970 just because it's like I got I, I had an above average overclocker for sure. But like uh, the average performance gain was 35 percent with my overclock, like the memory was overclocked over 50 percent from stock, like over 1800 megahertz. Um, and then the core was over 1200 megahertz. So you know, but usually the cores back then twenty and anime or below a thousand. Um, so it it, it gained so well. I mean, I keep trying to explain to people when they kill themselves with instability for like a five percent performance boost. It's like you guys gotta understand it's really not worth it much anymore. Yeah. I mean, when I used to overclock this, it would be like if you went from a twenty yeah, I mean, it would be like if you went from a 1080 to a 1080 Ti. That's the performance mm-hmm. boost I got. It was absolutely absurd. I mean, it was to the point where it was almost as good as an R9 290 when that came out. I mean, regularly, yeah. the uh,
0: what a lot of people would do is they would buy a card below... Uh,
3: Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> um,
0: We would you know you would buy like the the um the 680 the 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 card below the top tier one and you just Mm overclock it to get to that performance
1: yeah like the 670 especially Mm -hmm. was there were some benchmarks where it was as strong as the 680 though to be fair because how little disabled that one was yep but but i mean yeah and and that's what i try to explain to people too is like the level of performance you got back then look performance keeps increasing that's true Mm -hmm. but at the time a 680, a 7970 was strong enough to run anything, anything at a high resolution and frame rate. Mm-hmm. And if you added 35% on top of that, that would be like if you had a 3090 right now, and then you overclocked mm-hmm. that by 35%. Like, mm-hmm. games were a joke to play on PC. And it was mm-hmm. probably because that console generation dragged on so long. It was
0: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 <laughs> but the hardware was just so underpowered by that point.
1: But yeah, I mean, so I mean, I was into PC gaming for a while. And then I honestly, I started arguing with people a lot in the WCCF tech comments. And like, I don't know, 2017, you know, and onward, maybe even 2016 and onward.
2: That's That's such a (laughs) cesspool.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the thing is, well, there were actually, I feel like especially back then, a higher percentage of the comments were more genuine for whatever. I could Mm. be wrong, but uh, that is my opinion that they have descended more and more into madness over the years. Like sometimes I check the WCCF tech comments now and it's just like, I mean, I'm not even going to say exactly what they're talking about. Sometimes they don't want us to get demonetized, (laughs) but it's like, it's not even, it's, it's just. It's not even about tech. It it won't even be about tech. It's just, yeah. The conspiracy theories and conspiracy theories towards groups of people half the time. (laughs) Um, And I don't know what happened, but there was a point where I thought it was pretty rewarding. But eventually, yeah, I'd like, spending too much time putting together this argument have links to what i was talking about and then yeah the response would just be you're an idiot or something it would be like why would i put all this effort into this and uh, eventually i just made a youtube channel and the first video never got released maybe if we cross a next patreon goal i'll release it to the patrons it was terrible It was the most terrible thing you'd ever see I've i've, I've released a small clip of it once just to give people an idea
0: um, I, I'd regularly tell the people in the WCCF comment sections, because uh, I used to write there. Yeah. Uh, when, they'd, when they'd argue and they'd use really poor grammar and use really poor logical arguments towards whatever it was I was talking about. Um, to just go try to do their own thing. And I, I honestly think yeah. a lot of people who, who are really passionate and engaged in this, they should try doing this to understand at least the perspective of what it's like from the other side to try to interpret this data, to try to benchmark stuff, review it, what have you. Because it seems a lot easier on one side until you have to do it. And a graphics card is really fun to review the first, like, five times you do it. (laughs) And then after a while, you're just clicking buttons, and you're just reading data, you know? Just going to autopilot.
1: Well, I'll take it a step further, too, I've because I've certainly seen... You know, the uh, the amount of free time some of the haters must have never ceases to amaze me. You know, I thought I lo- wasted a lot of time in the comments, but there will be people who put together full book reports on why me or other tech tubers are lying evil people. And they'll just be like, Link's like, well, he said this, but he must have really meant this. And it's like, and then you'll see in those comments under those Reddit posts, right? Like someone will go, oh, I know I should make a YouTube channel. And they never do. People who started out hating everyone they never do because half of the work if we're being honest is the work right Mm -hmm. i know now if you if you take three days to make one reddit post that's three paragraphs Mm -hmm. good job if it doesn't have any errors try to put out a video every other day that doesn't have any errors and then keep doing it even when you make mistakes even when maybe something didn't turn out the way you wanted it Mm -hmm. to because most of it's just the work ethic if we're being honest
0: um, there's a lot of, um, consistency that needs to be there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's also like, I'll, I'll occasionally see somebody on, on, you know, Reddit, like read a mouse review and they'll critique like three things that the reviewer missed and I'll go, well, yeah, well you're, you know, you're a mouse guy. Mm-hmm. This guy probably does 12 other things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you often have a point, you know, this was wrong, but it hopefully it you be. don't say it invalidates everything else, right?
0: Oh, yeah, no, no. And I I absolutely appreciate the people who are very specialized and really into one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And they make they can sometimes give you great and fantastic feedback, but it's a little absurd to assume that, you know, we're supposed to have engineer level understanding of everything.
1: Well, that's the funny thing, too, is, you know, I went to college for mechanical engineering and even Mm -hmm. by now I forget things, (laughs) you know, right. And it's like even if you literally studied something, if you don't do it every day, you can just make. Yeah. But I think we should probably move on, though. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what else is I just wanted to
2: off of what you were talking about there, Tom, as reporters, as news media people we don't necessarily have the benefit of using all of these things on a day-to-day basis right i mean Mm -hmm. how many times do we get a pull up a athlon cpu from yesteryear or a Xeon today Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and uh I I feel I kind of have a little bit more unique niche in the reporting because you know, reporting and doing this isn't my day job. I'm not doing this 24-7. I'm not doing this even 40 hours a week. My 40-hour-a-week job is as a system administrator in a data center. I manage virtual machines. I manage Windows Server. I do all of this stuff. And so I feel that I at least have a unique contribution of being boots on the ground and dealing with yesterday's, or should I say this month's patch Tuesday and all of the things that might happen in a large enterprise environment with that kind of a rollout. So we do have a little bit of uh, uniqueness, uh, at least for our setup (laughs) where we can talk about some things. And I think we might actually get to that a little bit later in the podcast. But there's a reason why we got you you on this
1: time. By the way, don't mind me. Some people are saying my mic's louder than everyone
2: else's. (laughs) You do have a a nice audio setup there, so yeah. So you mentioned Um, an engineering college experience. What is your background, and what were you trying to become as a professional,
1: Tom? Oh, um, I mean. I mean, I actually come from a family of engineers, really. I think my uncle, my uncle, my, my grandpa's a civil engineer. I have an aunt who's a chemical engineer, and then her brother, I believe, is like a materials engineer or actually, yeah, like like half of the people in my family are have engineering degrees. We very, logical people for annoying to be around sometimes we really argue quite a lot because there's a reason everything's the way it is right um, until we want something then we're just gonna forget that for some reason sometimes but that's, that's I mean, just yeah, how people work man that's just how yeah i, I know <laughs> um, but yeah so i went to college for mechanical engineering and and uh, also international studies because i've just always been really just fascinated with anything having to do with foreign cultures and uh, history and, I mean, you know, I actually got into mechanical engineering with the idea that I would design guns. You know, I'll just, like, say it. I know some people, that would surprise a lot of people. Um, but uh, I got into the automotive industry then because that's where actually most of the jobs are, especially, mm-hmm. you know, up north, and which is where I'm from, northern United States. and. Uh, And then I got an account management job, you know, and so it was a lot of engineering and kind of managing business type of stuff. I got to see a lot of that type of behind the scenes, like what goes into securing deals, you know, bills of materials, like what it actually costs to build something, supply chains. And I just started this channel yeah and I started this channel in the meantime and it it went well and it became this outlet for me that I started to admittedly put more work into than my actual job (laughs) and eventually I just decided this was the one I wanted to do more so there was no planned day where I was like I'm sure this is what it's gonna be but that just ended up happening that way
3: so you're doing this full time now
1: oh yeah I've been doing this full time since July last year
3: oh that's pretty cool
2: I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got a lot of Patreon supporters and such, and it's with the assistance of the Patreon supporters, the donators, people that have been helping bring this content out that really get all the credit for allowing us to do this and having a fun time while doing so.
1: So. Which yes, speaking of patrons, I want to promote my podcast, Broken <laughs> Silicon, my YouTube channel Moore's Law is Dead. And we do put out exclusive ad-free versions of the podcast every week there. And uh and Die Shrinks an exclusive uh Patron podcast as well. There's lots of other stuff there, and I buy my dog bones when you sign up to support us as well. So remember some of it's going to the dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> But enough too. about yeah. that. I had to show my channel at least once.
2: Well, I <laughs> do have your channel as the backdrop right now, so we can show that here and just so everyone's aware adore tv.com we do have patreon as well and i definitely wanted to thank porsche racer for donating 50 dollars canadian it looks like so thank you very much for that that was awesome thanks a lot bro and it i guess moving back to the topic with your channel how did you settle on moore's law dead as a channel title um, you know, I don't remember.
1: I think, yeah, I think that was always the name. It was technically Moore's Law has been dead, and then after about a hundred subscribers, they're like, maybe you know, make it a little less of a mouthful. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. So the original name, Moore's Law has been dead, just comes from I wasn't quite sure what to call it, and I'm just. And, and I, I guess so, even though I wasn't sure what videos I would do at first, you know, the first one was going to be like an overclocking guide for the MX150. Um, oh, that's I, fun. <laughs> well, every, everyone has that graphics card, right? So, yeah. like And there's yeah. almost no guides on it, which we can talk about that as much as you want. Um, but, you know, and and I was like, you know what, I'm just tired of seeing the term Moore's law. It's dead. It's been dead for decades. That's. It doesn't matter how you scale performance. It's just performance. Stop obsessing over die shrinking, you know. Mm. And, and that's almost brought an Intel to ruin. I would argue is this obsession yeah. that that's. No, no, no. We don't just want a ten percent gain. We want to double it, and then it takes them five years. Like, like more's Like, and and to see people still argue about it, it blows my mind. It's not a law. It was an observation that died decades ago. We've been lying about what node we're on since the late nineties. This obsession no, you're, you're this right. almost religion you're right. that it has to be alive is absurd. And so that's that's why it's called Moore's Law is dead. And you know I will say this too, because I can I can guess it's going to pop up now. They'll say, well, you know, Jim Keller was talking to Lex Friedman about it. It's like Dude, I, the, in Hot Chips 2019, I was in the behind-the-scenes Intel room having drinks, and I did get to talk to Jim Keller a little bit. And behind the scenes, he was saying, here's a direct quote, I can't fucking believe anyone talks about Moore's Law anymore. <laughs> so it's all just PR. It's PR that Intel believes they have to talk about Moore's Law. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Tell me if I can't swear. I just did once, but we're five minutes in, so you
2: won't be. We flagged it as not meant for kids, but I don't think we marked it as eighteen and over. So we got one out of the way. Yeah, I think we're good for. We're still PG (laughs) thirteen.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's PG thirteen now, isn't it? Now they can say that word too. Yeah, just once. Just once. Okay, I apologize.
2: (laughs) I never pretend I'm for kids. To be clear, but right. So I guess uh, another excruciatingly painful question what has been your best prediction and what has been your worst prediction and i'm saying prediction to separate it from leaks because that's right that's another thing leaks are somebody else providing you information what is something that you based on your knowledge or information yeah has predicted i'm glad you said that because the
1: notes I wrote down under that is is it's hard to define what the best is and what a and what a prediction is. Cause I think I think people will see like an opinion piece video and be like, like cause I did one a perfect example was I did one saying, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if RDNA three had like kind of similar to what uh, the Radeon Pro SSGs have or mm-hmm. the direct connect to SSDs the next gen consoles have. Like they literally put like a two fifty six gigabyte. SSD on RDNA 3 graphics cards. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. I think mm-hmm. I think if you wanted to eliminate load times and, like, you know, move a- data faster in a game, like, let's just put a $50 SSD, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the graphics <laughs> time and reduce latency. And RDNA 3 is not out yet, but it probably mm-hmm. won't happen, you know. But this wasn't a leak. This was me saying, I think AMD will do this eventually. Yeah. So, there's a huge difference between, like, leaks and predictions and all of that. But, I mean, and, and it would go as far as to say, I'm, I'm actually sure unsure what to call a prediction anymore. Because, like, one thing I quadrupled down on was that there's no way in hell the PS5 costs more than $500. I will bet everything I own. No way. no. And it, But it's because I know how much it costs to make it. Like, I did bombs for a living. So, from my perspective, it was a fact. Um, I, I really think the best... I think the best prediction would be that Radeon would start getting market share and mind share back the second Ryzen does well. Like the second Zen, because it's and this is something Jim and Adore talked about too. Yep. That I th- almost wonder if people have forgotten about. It's like it's all about the mind share. But just because it's about mind share doesn't mean mind share works the same way for every company. For Intel, it's their CPUs. Their SSDs sell better when they're in the lead. And their CPUs, they really do. You can look it up. Yeah. And it's the same for AMD. If Ryzen's doing very well, even if it's not the best, if it's perceived to be the best, their graphics cards will sell well. And so that I guess that you could say that's a stone cold prediction, though. You could say it's based on evidence. But
2: speaking of Intel SSDs, whenever we have oh, yeah. a system in our environment that starts misbehaving or just flat out won't boot, I'm like, it has the Intel SSD, doesn't it? And sure enough, we go to pull the drive and Intel SSD is like one of their 520s or something like that. And we've moved away from using the Intel SSDs Really, in workstations. Mm-hmm. We've been I aggressively, didn't know that. proactively replacing them with, in this case, Samsung, because they've been fairly reliable from a single user perspective. So mm-hmm. take that as anecdotal evidence, all you want, but... Two hundred and fifty SSDs can't be wrong, right? <laughs> Those ones I mean, aren't it's, wrong.
0: It's close enough to be, you know, a kind of a sample size. I mean, what do you need like a thousand of something to try to pull numbers? Kind of Cause... depends. Yeah.
1: Well, if you ask people on Reddit, they just need one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mine. That's all that <laughs> they matters. just need one, and their friend. They, I'm sure, they totally have who had the same problem. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, no, with...
0: I. Go ahead. It's, it's it's interesting, though, that you you brought up the the consumer buying patterns and stuff, because I think that's something a lot of people in our industry really overlook, is how important... Uh, you know, we have this idea that everyone is this really informed buyer, but some people just go to Micro Center, and they buy stuff on the shelf, and they're just like, it's just an SSD, or it's just a case, or it's just an X, or it's a Y, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Um... And stuff like mindshare is is kind of ignored, and you have people who, who don't really add that into, I guess, their their predictions or their understandings. I mean, the the point you made about about Radeon doing better when Ryzen does better, I, I don't know how many friends I've had tell me something like, mm-hmm. "Can you can you use?" an amd graphics cards with an intel uh, cpu or do you need to use an nvidia one or you know i can't use an nvidia card with an amd system so this stuff is still there oh yeah for you know for every uh really educated buyer there's like three who ask these sorts of questions or buy things based on these assumptions and there's just not a lot you're going to do about it because they don't want to put the time in
1: Well, you know, and one thing Jim pointed out, which is 100% true about all types of product lines is if you people aren't looking for the best price performance, most of the time, I'd say if I had to guess, and this is just completely like, right, you know, pulled out my butt, but like 20% of people are probably actually haggling. Looking over all these review websites. Most people have a brand like NVIDIA and they just find the card that costs how much they're willing to spend. And I, you know, before I started this channel, like uh, in. Yeah, in college, I was like a moderator on the Tom's Hardware forums, when those were like crazy Mm -hmm. active, and I would like help people Mm -hmm. with advice. I have like all of those badges on there, whatever my account name was. Um, And, you know, people would say, I have this budget, I want this graphics card, and you'd spend an hour working with them on what they really want. And it'd be like, well, you know, I think you should get, for example, a 7850 one gigabyte. And they'd say, no, I'm going to get a 650 Ti for $10 less. And, and there's I, just
0: nothing you could do with them.
1: Just and I'm like, nothing. you were always going to choose the NVIDIA card anyways, weren't you? And, I sa- and he said, well, I can't spend more than $150. And then my argument was, so $20 matters to you then. Well, then why don't you get a 7770 It's 10% weaker and you'll save $20. And he goes, no, but I want to spend this much. Like, well, either $20 matters or it doesn't, man. Either you can spend 20 extra, and but that also means it would be good to save 20 or not. Mm-hmm. And they, was, no, they were always just going to get whatever graphics card costs that much that has the brand they want. And I see people do it with AMD, too, to be clear. I'm not going to pretend Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. And Apple I've seen it, and whatever.
0: I've <laughs> yeah. seen it with AIBs, too. Like, people will only buy, you know, say, an MSI, an EVGA, an ASUS, et cetera, a graphics card. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They will have to buy that brand.
2: Yeah, because they 80 have the, for the exact same clock speeds, and they'll just buy the EVGA instead of. A
0: and they'll be like, "Well, speed. it must be better because it's more expensive." That, that's how a yeah. lot of people make a lot of purchasing decisions. Well, it's the more thing, expensive, so it has to be better.
3: The thing I've noticed, and like I've been a graphics card reviewer for quite a while now, but the thing I've noticed when I'm recommending to somebody, like a graphics card. They'll be like, well, isn't Nvidia the best? Like, they make the fastest GPU. Like, whether it's the 1080 Ti or the 2080 Ti at the time, it's like, yeah, but you're looking to buy something for like 150 bucks. Doesn't matter what the 1200 GPU can yeah. do. Yeah. It's like, but that's just the way they see it. That that Halo product actually does affect what people will buy, even on the lower end, even if it has no bearing on the performance of that lower end product.
1: Well, and mindshare changes, and the rules of mindshare are really different for each company, and so that's why. You know, you'd I, I see, and I, I see a lot of people get stuck on like, oh, what worked before must be what's going to have to work in the future, right? So The reason AMD churned out the RX 480 is because it didn't matter if they had a Halo graphics card until they retook the CPU crown. It doesn't matter. No one sees like they lost market share when they took the graphics card crown at the 290X and the 7970. But that, but you know, before the 290X and the 7970. Theenum 2s were still pretty good, and they mm-hmm. were just coming off of the mind share of good CPUs. So AMD made the calculated decision we're putting all of our money into Ryzen, and what, we'll just churn out something for the mid-range because it, it does not matter. It does not matter mm-hmm. if we have a Halo product right now. They could have made one. I'm sure they could have. But it does not matter. And now it does matter. And now it does matter if they go for the crown, though, because that will gain them even more mind share now that mm-hmm. they're perceived as a good brand again. But it wouldn't have before, but now they probably should do it.
0: Um, And to be fair, I know a lot of people who built Ryzen systems with 5700s 5, and 5700 XTs. So, I mean, they, they did yeah. sell a lot of those cards.
2: Yeah. yeah. And now, speaking of Halo products, it, watching some of your videos and things like that tom uh, you're talking about uh, amd going dual chiplet basically with an io die for their next gen rdna3 right where they have two adcus max yeah uh, you know i i haven't um
1: rushed out a leak going over everything yet but as far as a few months ago it's all info I had was that there's at least something going on with multiple chiplets, at least an IO die and then graphics dies. And I know there's been some people sharing leaks about that recently. I'm pretty sure I put that leak out like half a year ago, but whatever.
2: Yeah. And I have seen some of those uh, secondary articles and some of them do cite you. So that's good. Um, Something since that's kind of the focus and everyone's looking at that and the uh, patent that was put out there i think uh fox on twitter actually listed that one um what is something that you can think of that you you would think would be something that's really awesome or neat in the tech industry that no one really seems to be focusing on right now like maybe something that companies aren't really focused on creating or making or pursuing, or just something that's out there that you know of that nobody's covering.
1: Oh God, I I, I saw <laughs> this question. This was one of the ones I didn't put any notes for. So this is the one I didn't really prepare for. Um, you know, I I I feel like how do I put this? Because I I think that there could be a lot more focus on like if something was actually well designed overall like i usually find good laptop reviews really interesting they're rare but i think hardware unboxed and notebook check do do some really good ones they're, you know? they're
0: hard to be honest with you i've
1: there's done, so much you have to done, test. there's
0: so much work into it 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 doesn't seem like a lot and then you start doing it and there's so much work in it
1: well, and um. it's because when you design a good laptop, you actually have to make a good device. You can't just make it fatter. You can't just mm-hmm. make it use more energy. You have real constraints. And so if you manage, like I have an NV15 here, to make something this thin with a 10-hour battery life that has a full 2060 in it. Mm-hmm. And, it and then you, they put the extra effort into having copper vapor chambers. So the mm-hmm. i7 actually boosts past 4 gigahertz sustained. Uh, mm-hmm. Then that's to be lauded. Like, they actually found in some reviews that this six core i7 outperforms the eight core i9 and the Dell counterpart. Wow. Because of how, at everything, including multi core, uh, because it just, they just spent the extra 20 bucks on good cooling, <laughs> you know? So, I think better coverage of like truly great laptops is something I, I think we lack.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, there's a lot of guys whose whose bread and butter on YouTube is just doing laptop reviews and they do decent ones, but you just, you're not going to get enough of them.
1: Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, I should probably give some channel a shot. Mobile. Is it mobile tech review? What's her name? It's, yeah. M- mobile tech review. She does excellent eight minute laptop videos. Yeah.
2: Thanks. So, um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna change topics, so (laughs) if you yeah, no, I had nothing else to say on this topic, so I I was just well, with laptops and efficiency and whatnot, that kind of circles us over to Alder Lake, where Intel seems to be doing a big push towards this uh, like big little architecture, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on the efficiency side of things. Do you feel that those efficiency gains that they're going to get from this uh, duopoly architecture kind of thing this big little architecture do you feel that those efficiency gains on the desktop are really necessary well
1: so you know at a certain point i think power usage just is going to directly convert into performance i mean we've seen this with what's going on with uh pascal and maxwell and maxwell you know maxwell mm-hmm. was which is really just a backport of pascal um well wait no math so i guess you would actually say maxwell was originally designed for like 20 nanometer then to yeah. 28 it yeah. wasn't yeah and they just invented pascal i don't believe pascal was even on roadmaps for a while there uh, or at least one of them wasn't don't get mad at me in the comments well i know one of them wasn't on roadmaps at one point Um, And, you know, it was meant for mobile graphics cards, but it just destroyed desktop performance. Because guess what? If it's efficient, you can clock it higher. And that's kind of what you're seeing with RDNA 2. That was designed for the next-gen consoles and laptops. And I'm finishing up a 6800 XT review. Well, it runs at 2.8 gigahertz. So, (laughs) like, it's insane, you know? It actually performs really well. You know, and so when you go to Alder Lake... I think there's certainly an argument there was a lot of room for TDP room for a while there, but there isn't anymore. I mean, Rocket Lake's going to be an absurd power hog, you know, so was Comet Lake. If you can reduce power usage, you can fit more there, and there's an interesting balance that I, I talked about. In my recent Alder Lake leak from a week ago, where I confirmed the performance of the desktop chips, which is it should beat the 5900X, but probably not the 5950X uh, in multi-core. Um, and it's min-maxing performance per watt per millimeter squared. So the Gracemont Atom cores in Alder Lake should be about the about the IPC of Skylake. Now this is where people in the comments jumped in and went, "What does that mean? We're going to get you know smartphones with 9,900 k performance? No, they don't clock as high as Skylake. I never said they did, and they don't have hyper threading, so they're not. They're really not. You know, they're maybe my guess is about a third as good as a Golden Cove core, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot better than a Skylake core to be clear. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you know what though? You can fit four Gracemont cores for every one Golden Cove core. So if it's A third is good, but you can fit 30% more core performance. I think there's an argument that you could, assuming they can do the scheduling correctly, have a better balance of multi-core performance and just forget efficiency. For the amount of millimeters squared on the die, you might maximize multi-core performance a little better than if... because. Then, if you just put like ten Golden Cove cores instead of eight, but now you're putting eight and then eight Gracemont, I think it could actually be very good for desktop as well. Although, of course, it was designed with laptop in mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Correct. I It'd be really interesting to see. Honestly, I'm I'm
1: kind and of again, looking forward. I'm to it. I'm reporting what what what's going on. We'll we have to wait for reviews to see if it actually works because this is a big. This will be a big deal if it works out.
0: People well, uh, people like me spending. 40 to 50, uh, probably more than that, probably closer to like 100 hours doing benchmarking. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and we got to keep in mind as well, these Gracemont cores aren't going to have hyper threading, so there's no extra uplift from extra threads there. Mm-hmm. Um, it will make the resources to each core uh, definitely more available for the actual thread that's running in there rather than trying to share. And mm-hmm. it, you made a point of uh, the speed. Uh, a lot of people... Confuse the term IPC. They don't. They just, yeah. just flat out associate it with performance, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's instructions per clock. You can have yeah. a phenomenal IPC, but only run at one gigahertz and mm-hmm. not be very performant. So that is a two part. There, you got to look at what they're going to run at and what the IPC is. So Skylake is actually pretty respectable considering these Gracemont cores. I'm assuming are just evolutions of the Atom cores that. Intel's been kicking down the road this whole time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not like you're going to have an extra 9,900K, but it might be like you have clock 9,700K. Right. Which, if they could accomplish that, would be a phenomenal accomplishment (laughs) to just have for background tasks next to uh, an 8-core Golden Cove, which, again, Golden Cove could make Alder like an incredible gaming CPU. I really think Mm -hmm. it
2: could. Yeah. And the Um, thing that's... I'm not... You're not What?
0: I, I was gonna say I'm not the kind of person who always um, who's uh, a huge fan of Intel, but I'm interested to see if we can actually have some tech that pushes stuff further along. Be really good to see.
1: Well, I think people sometimes think too, right? That I hate Intel, which is just not true. I down here, I have an Intel shirt. Like I have an Intel shirt, and my I just bought a laptop half a year ago that has an Intel processor. It's like, well, why are you covering AMD so much? I. I'm sorry, guys. Zen's more interesting than Coffee like Like, I mean, that's why I'm covering AMD. <laughs> what are
0: you, what are you really going to going to talk about? Like, that's kind of the problem. I've sat there and I've said, "So what am I going to cover on the Intel?" I mean, the only thing that I I, I arguably have missed out on is probably talking about pricing and how you can, you know, buy um, 10th gen CPUs and motherboards mm-hmm. right now, where you kind of can't for the AMD stuff. It's better now, but for yeah. a, a good period of time, you just You know the the uh, the, what was it the um, the APUs were going for, you know, two hundred and fifty bucks. Like, I just I can't. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Um, but I think I think you'd say we both all of us want every product that comes out to be as good as it possibly can. Even if you were a fanboy, you should want that because it'll make your company more competitive.
0: Yep. Yep, that drives costs down, and it helps the consumer. Mm-hmm. It should drive costs down. I mean, there's there's other things that play there, but you know that that's the idea at least.
2: Well, they're definitely making Rocket Lake uh, a little bit more performant by running it hot and heavy. That's for sure.
1: But the thing, yeah, I'm not a fan of Rocket Lake. I'm a fan of Alder Lake potentially, not of Rocket Lake.
2: <laughs> Mark my words, though, when they release Rocket Lake, they're going to go and put marketing for Alder Lake. Comparing the performance efficiency, oh. of course they would <laughs> yeah. they? they're going to have some awesome numbers. They? It's it'd be like comparing Vega with RDNA. It's like
0: it's like six times more efficient. because guys, <laughs> look at this. When you over- <laughs> well, to the moon,
1: yeah. And so Are you ready for Nvidia's like Lovelace <laughs> or Hopper? Presentations comparing efficiency to Ampere. I mean, if Ampere somehow has one point nine times more efficiency than Turing, which is just just not true. Frank, it's just no. flat out untrue. It's maybe twenty percent better at best. Um, then I, I can't wait to see what they say Hopper has or whatever. They'll be like three times the efficiency by NVIDIA standards. Yeah, maybe oh, they're, gonna have to, they're gonna have to create
3: some type of new metric for uh, for measuring <laughs> that.
1: Well then again, Turing was or was it yeah, they said Pascal was Remember they said Pascal is 10 times better than Maxwell, though? So I guess we should just stop speculating on how they'll advertise their new architectures. Uh, They always surprise me.
2: That is true. They do all come out of left field and give us some weird thing that we're just sitting here going, oh. (laughs) So I guess the other thing is, since you mentioned new products and things like that, NVIDIA's CMP processor, their new... Hx series that they're coming out with for miners yeah, I saw a few people mentioning Bitcoin in the chat earlier I think this would be a good segue into that it, oh hell to the yeah own. hodl bro on while talking about it
1: K at the end of the year
2: I've had people asking me uh, questions about uh, mining and it's like it, you know should they go and buy 10 graphics cards and start mining and whatnot and Quite honestly, I've been, them. I've been in and out of the mining stuff for quite a while. And I look back and go, if I had just taken the starter money that I bought video cards with mm-hmm. and just bought, bought. Just BTC, just bought Bitcoin and hodled it, even to yep. right now, I would have made hand over fist more money than I ever would have just mining straight through. And I wouldn't have had to worry about the logistics of heat, power, and all of that. Wouldn't have had to baby mining rigs or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I could, um, I could talk about mining and crypto as long as you want. I mean, that's one thing that got me really into graphics cards too. Is I've been mining since t- late 2013, um, right? I mean, right now, uh, this there's a laptop right here mining um, a Turing one, not Ampere. Uh, and then in the other room, there's two graphics cards in an old, old, like five year old rig that are that still hasn't kicked it with a Vega and some other graphics card in there. So I used to have many more. I, I, and, and and you know that was one of the reasons I was like I wasn't sure if I wanted to come on this week or next week or something. But I was like you know with everyone talking about mining, I really think I can talk about the mining and the, these new graphics cards from Nvidia as long as anyone mm-hmm. wants. I. And, and and the first place i'm going to start is that you got to separate two different things you got to separate bitcoin and fr- from the mining because bitcoin's it's been its own thing since 2012 2013 mm-hmm. with asics and dedicated companies to making sure and and and, and that's even separate from if bitcoin's good right mm-hmm. all, all i right. will say with the whole bitcoin discussion is my first article i put on Moore's Law is Dead.com is about bitcoin it's like eight pages long and it Goes over what I believe are the biggest misconceptions to new people who want to look at Bitcoin. So I'd recommend reading that. I'd recommend listening to the Stefan Lavera Broken Silicon. Uh, he was a guest on my show, and he has a great, great Bitcoin podcast. Uh, and again, actually good. It's not like trying to get you to buy it or you know. He's he actually talks about like the economics behind it and projects mm-hmm. going on. Um, so I would recommend those resources for anyone who wants to discuss Bitcoin itself, but. You know, when it comes to mining, an analogy I make is it's kind of like a gold rush. If you look at the first gold rush in California, I think people make fun of gold rush people now because of the last rush that happened in the late 1800s. We all think of these prospectors that lost everything buying shovels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was the last one. The first gold rush built San Francisco. They were. Mm-hmm rich rich you couldn't stumble through a creek without finding gold nuggets in the early 1800s so that but that was the first gold rush guys right and those people built companies and then the second gold rush is kind of how i compared the 20 you know so if that was the 2013 mining boom the san francisco one i would compare the 2017 one to the mid 1800s you know where a lot of people made money it was well established, so it was easier to get into as well, like you could show up there, and there are already people selling shovels like mm-hmm. mining and uh, mining cryptocurrency in twenty thirteen there was a lot more like compiling and like messing with code you had to do mm-hmm. it was it was annoying, like straight up twenty seventeen was much more plug and play, and right now it's absurdly plug and play. Anyone can just take five minutes to figure it out. It's so easy now but 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 there's less risk and there's much more competition i see people keep arguing with me in the comments that it's more profitable now than before guys the prop my theory nitro in early 2017 was making $400 a month it, it's it was absurdly profitable in
2: 2017 it's not as profitable now and well, if you mind go on i was just going to say that was $400 a month back then if you had just kept those coins you be- to say i didn't <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a few zeros onto the end of that
1: right you know well as long especially if you sold it for bitcoin because bitcoin's almost tripled in price and ethereum's just barely gotten over its all-time high so another thing to keep in mind people is which ones are here to stay and we age consolidate better
2: consolidate into those for sure um that's the thing coins the the altcoins that are out there that people are mining they come and go they pop up and disappear and mm-hmm. It's it's such a meme they made a coin out of it. <laughs> Doge. I, n- I never made any money mining Pascal coin.
1: You know, even though I thought their safe box initiative thing was cool, and no one knows what I'm talking about. I'm. I bet. I bet the price just goes up like five percent today, just because someone talked about it. But um, I don't recommend you. Market buy it. manipulation. It's going anywhere. Um,
2: and, and I mean, I I mined Litecoin. I mined Feathercoin back when it was directly mined <laughs> Feathercoin
1: so, yeah, that coin was just the Litecoin of Litecoin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I went and rated that wallet. I didn't have a whole lot in there back then. It was just a, a dollar or something back then, but I cashed out for 20 bucks or something.
1: <laughs> but, the, but the big point I want to make about mining right now is um, that there is a huge difference between having your gaming card mine in the off hours, which, if you have money, I, I would say the rule of thumb for me is if your cost of energy is below 0.08 cents per kilowatt hour, sure. Most people, it isn't, Mm -hmm. by the way. But if it is, go for it. And if it's a bit above that, you know, maybe you mine on the side, trade it for Bitcoin and keep it. It is a way to just have a passive conversion of dollars or euros into Bitcoin that you can then store in a wallet somewhere. It is a way to just do that without having to bother with Coinbase or something. Mm -hmm. But that's it. You know, building multiple rigs takes effort, you know, and maybe it goes down once a week. But what happens if you have eight rigs? That means one's going down a day. It turns into a full-time job. I know you say 5,000 watts of heat isn't that bad. Oh, yeah, it is. Your your house is going to turn into an oven. Mine did in uh, 2018. Um, And so it's just the more you – it's really only economical for a hobbyist who has one or two rigs or just a desktop and then a mega firm who can afford to pay people to walk around and make sure they're working all day. Anyone in between – it's much more than just a side hustle. It turned it turned into a full-time job in twenty eighteen. So maybe I saved a lot of money, you know, for the future, but it was a lot of work. And don't and then, like, what if a power supply breaks, right? So everyone's mm-hmm. mining right now, getting a new one. Are you really willing to wait like a month to get it back from refurbishment because that's a month you're not making money? So now you're going to go to Amazon and impulse buy a power supply to replace it, but it's double the price right now because there's a mining boom. Like so there's a lot of costs that you're forgetting about when you start mining.
0: So I uh, I bought uh, I used to build computers, um, you know, like custom built for people and, and uh, sort of sell them that way. Um, that was one of the ways I I started. And I at one point during the last mining boom, I I bought like a bunch of power supplies one year for uh, I think EVGA had like a like a Black Friday sale or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I spent like maybe two hundred bucks and I got like. Uh, Twenty power supplies or something they shipped me this giant box full of power supplies hmm. i bought like, a couple uh, like graphics cards and other stuff too but it was mostly just power supplies in the box um i made so much money selling those to miners like because i just had them <laughs> like i'm telling you like the power supplies that i bought on sale that were like normally 40 bucks i was selling for like 60 70 to dudes on craigslist because they just needed power supplies and they didn't want right. to wait
1: Um, Well, well, yeah, and I think a lot of people hear me talk about this, right? And you just made the analogy, you know, the people who made the most money in the gold rush were selling the shovels, not mining for gold. That's not true in the first gold rush. That's true in the last one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think a lot of people hear me talk like this and they go, well, Tom doesn't think you're going to make money. No, guys, I had dozens of graphics cards, walls. I was a miner. I don't think mining is a waste of time. I actually don't. I do think that it's less profitable this year, though. And that there's a lot of costs you may not be factoring in. The energy in Peoria, Illinois, where I live, is 0. 0.055 kilowatt hours. That's almost really. as cheap as some of the more expensive yeah. parts of China. Like, it's really cheap here, you know. And it's also a pretty cold place, especially for central Illinois. So I'm in there's a reason
2: I did it here, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you look at some of these specifications that they have for the CMP cards, you look at like the 30HX, you can tune a 578 gig to get 26 mega hash fairly easily. Mine were running about 24 because I didn't go and do the extreme bootstrap modifications in the BIOS. I didn't do a lot of that stuff, Uh, but mine ran at about 95 to 105 watts which was less Mm -hmm. than this rated power. So, and the other thing is these dies, the die shot that they have at the top doesn't really look like uh, the uh, Ampere GPUs that we see, but they very well could just be salvaged 3000 series cards that maybe, like Donnie said before we started, the uh, RT cores or something might have some defects, they might not be able to use some of the tensor cores. Well, so,
1: you know, I think there's a lot of, for some reason, the whole thing about, as far as I can tell, the current stage of the discussion online about these Nvidia Uh, Ampere mining cards has turned into whether or not they've locked down the BIOS enough. I think that's really missing the overall point, in my opinion. I think no matter how you put it, my opinion on NVIDIA selling these cards is this. These are Ampere graphics cards. Some of these could have been gaming graphics cards. Do I Mm -hmm. doubt that the default specs for these could be for some crazy bad bins? Yes, but I also think most of these are going to be what would have been gaming cards. Guys, these would have been gaming cards. And the fact is, now they never will be. They never will be. If NVIDIA wanted to supply gamers out of the goodness of their hearts, which they're a company, you know, why would they do that? Um, Then the real solution to this availability issue right now is just to make more gaming graphics cards and hope gamers get them. And better yet, start producing more 12 nanometer cards and releasing them for a reasonable price. Which they're not doing. They're still just going to sell the 2060s they're producing again for MSRP. They're still just going to sell 1050 Ti's for an inflated price. So... There's nothing much. going on here, you know. They would just rather you buy their old 12-nanometer cards, and they're going to sell what could have been gaming cards to miners directly. And now these will never flood eBay as m- gaming cards because they can't game. Now they're always only going to be for miners. So there's just less gaming cards because NVIDIA would rather sell these to miners. And you cannot tell me they're not going to charge more for this, by the way, than the gaming right. card because this is the only card they, they, will. Anymore. they yeah,
3: will. This is This is their way of getting that inflated price without it just... Yes going inflated second hand or through the channel Mm -hmm. and they're not seeing any of that money Uh, we actually uh, we got a super chat on the subject from um, Denvera one g one said the HX30 is a 1070 the HX40 is a 1080Ti changed my mind, same performance, same wattage (laughs) (laughs)
2: Right. Um, 1080Ti does 8 gigabytes Does
3: it have the... uh, I didn't
2: check the... Yeah, the 1080 Ti actually runs about uh, 36 mega hash on ETH. Uh, I have mine running right now at 75% power. It pulls about 34.
3: These are probably Ampere cards, but if they were using Turing or even all the way back to Pascal, I guess there's nothing that stops them from not using the same memory configuration. Like They don't have to use... 11 gigabytes, but 8 just seems or like 12. a weird
2: choice. Yeah,
3: or 12 or whatever. They 12, could...
2: yeah. I mean, they got 6, 8, 10 listed here as the memory size. Yeah. So they're most likely using a similar configuration with less RAM because they don't need to put that much RAM on these. But it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they were going all the way back to the 10 series because they are pulling the 1050 out of the dustbin. Why wouldn't they pull out some of the higher models of that that might explain one
1: of them yeah the top one's definitely just a 3080 though guys
3: (laughs) oh most likely what i think though is most interesting about their announcement isn't the dedicated mining hardware that doesn't surprise me too much but it's the fact that they've announced that they're locking future geforce cards down from being able to mine you know
1: efficiently i guess which cuts gamers out of the profit too so now we lose as well because at least we could make some money back with these inflated prices
0: yeah. I, I was going to say, for
1: a lot of people, if you, uh,
0: it, you know, if you bought, if you buy a thirty seventy or a thirty eighty now, at least you could mine on it to try to get some of the money back. Right.
3: The big, the big point Linus made in his current, in his recent video was that at least, you know, down the road when you know the bottom finally falls out, people will be selling off their mining hardware secondhand, and you'll be able to buy it and use it as a gaming yeah. graphics card on the cheap, which doesn't exist when you have dedicated mining hardware that can't yeah. game and dedicated gaming hardware that can't mine. But I don't know. I I'm a little bit on both sides of this because I, I hear all those arguments and I agree with them. But I also, in terms of locking GeForce cards away from mining, so miners can't that don't have a reason to buy them. If it works, like does that result in you know gamers being able to actually buy graphics cards you know in the near future rather than waiting you know half a year or whatever for all everything to settle down? And if that actually happens, if you're able to buy a 3060 and not have to fight with miners for it, then I think that's a net positive. But I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen.
1: Well, well and thing. I would agree with that statement if they didn't make a mining version of all of these cards, but they are, right? right. And, and again, the I guess I haven't heard the arguments of which dies are which, but there's no doubt the 90HX is just 3080s. So, each one of those they sell people, and i'm I'm looking at it on the other screen. That's why I'm pointing away from the camera. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, each one of those ninety hxs sold is a gaming card that will never that uh, uh, that was potentially going to be a gaming card. And now, what we know is it never will be. So there's now less supply to gamers, no matter what, which the overall supply is the main problem, by the way. I mean, before this mining boom really went insane, gamers were desperate was- to buy cards for the winter anyways. So I, I really don't actually think it's miners that are most of the problem right now. unlike before.
0: Well, we, I think I think the miners exacerbated the problem, especially yeah. because a lot of people went and sold their um, their you know their fifty six hundred XTs, fifty seven hundred XTs,
1: you know, and so on. Their and twenty so
3: eight ATIS for four hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> well, um, they could have sold them for twelve hundred. I would have argued. I would argue that was a good idea. Maybe not for. Oh yeah, 500. No, no.
0: My my point is, you know, these people sold these these cards at the inflated prices because they saw what they were going for, mm-hmm. and now they still need a graphics card so they're also in line fighting with the people who have been trying to buy you know a, a 30 series card since say <laughs> you know no, let's, September. Say, let's say uh, let's say the people from September have finally gotten their cards let's let's say Most November problem. and December well
2: yeah when the cards So you just launched,
0: you expanded the queue you know you just yeah. you when the as cards... soon as you, you, you get rid of the line the line grows again in the back because people selling their cards to miners I don't I don't know if there's a ton of miners going out and buying a ton of 3080s and 3070s. I know there's some.
1: Ideally, they would want a Radeon 7 still, by the way, because that can do over 100 mega hash and uses less energy than a 3080.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, when these uh, Ampere cards first launched, I, I bet you a lot of those miners were the ones that picked up those initial stock, leaving the gamers to fend for themselves with the scalpers and whatnot, because... Yeah, the miners are automatically buying these, just like the scalpers. They're using bots, that kind of stuff. You know, right?
1: Well, now- and Nvidia sold them to them directly, right? We saw those right. articles come out talking about how in September and October, you know, I did that Ultimate Play article talking about Nvidia lying about the release date. It, it turns out they were shipping stuff directly to miners first, and it makes sense. You know, AMD hadn't launched their competition yet, so they don't need to get it to the gamers yet, right? They don't need to. They can just sell to miners first because that's the people who will pay extra first.
0: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. No, when they're tricking, I actually out hadn't the, heard that.
2: It, well, they announced it during one of their quarterly reports that they had the line item for miners. And oh they were yeah, about it. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: But and all yeah. the cars that they're putting out now that are at MSRP still, those are being automatically snapped up. Most likely by miners because those are the ones that are only the only ones that are really worth buying because the rest of them their ROI on them is so far out there that you know anything can happen in the ten months it takes to mine to pay back a thirty eighty at one hundred or a fifteen hundred dollars or more. So
0: well, I was I was this close to buying a thirty seventy the other day. So you know, just as the store crashed. Uh, it was it was on Zotec's site. The store kept crashing.
2: Check out. Well, and this <laughs> lack of supply has been a tactic that has been used by companies for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. they don't ramp up production and things like that because it's risky for the company as well. You remember back in 2017, the companies were ramping up their production for that mining boom. And then the bottom fell out. Everyone wanted to get rid of their cars. They liquidated on the second market. And NVIDIA had this big write-down for all their overstock that they had.
1: They said it was a Fortnite boom. Do you remember that? That was one of the funniest things I've seen (laughs) in my life in an investor call. Uh, I, th- I talked about that in a recent video because I still can't stop talking about it. That's the funniest excuse I've heard in my life As investors said, you know, where are all these cards going? And they said, oh, the popularity of PUBG and Fortnite is beyond comprehension. That's a direct quote. And it's like, yeah, it is beyond comprehension because it's not true.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you don't the- need to buy a card that gives you 300 frames per second to play Fortnite, especially since a lot of the people playing Fortnite... It may not have had the greatest computer and may not have needed the greatest computer to play it. That was kind of the point with these uh, that's, massively that's, that's, accessible that's,
3: games. Yeah, that's the entire point of Fortnite is that you can run it on a toaster. I mean, why would you go out and spend the by the best graphics card you can for that?
1: Some kid playing not that, it on
3: his not, fridge. It's not, that, it's not that nobody does that. It's just that the vast majority of the players aren't doing that.
1: Well, it's funny, though, someone in the YouTube chat just said this whole NVIDIA mining line and drivers is nothing but them trying to control the market and maximize profits. And it's like, that's that's all it is, really. You yeah. know, AMD overproduced the oh. 290X in 2014, and they lost so much money on overproducing those cards. NVIDIA did the same in 2017. They managed it way better than AMD did, to be fair. But they still had a write-off there. And and that was a huge problem for Pascal, by the way, because that was right before Turing came out. So like, you had all these cheap 1080 Ti's on eBay right when. Turing went to um, but what's going on right now is Nvidia, like AMD, during what was it 2017, said they would increase production by 20 percent, but they're not going to double it again because they don't want to risk that. And Nvidia is trying to find a way to have it all. They're like, we're gonna try to control who can flood eBay with these cards. We're gonna try to control if gamers. You know, we're gonna try to control who gets these cards before gamers, and we're gonna try to make sure there's no way to have a huge write-off. So it, it is, it is, it is what it is. You know, it, this is a business, but that is what's going on though, and it is annoying to see them pretend that this is for the good of gamers. I, I Honestly, would just like to be able to buy a card.
0: I'm I'm not even particular which one anymore. I just like to be able to buy a
2: card. Well, that that goes to that lack of market thing. If something is rare and scarce, it drives demand for mm-hmm. it. You know, and Apple's been doing it. Everyone's done it. But it, the thing that you mentioned, Tom, is that you said this is a business. Yeah, they're not in a charity. They're not giving out graphics cards. But the thing that also needs to be in mind is gaming has been kind of a pastime, a recreation sport thing. But as soon as you introduce minors, now you're doing business-to-business sales. And Mm -hmm. with people wanting some of that pie just to have fun and play games rather than making money, well, when you're doing things that make money, it it sets the price for that item. Mm It, yep. The amount of profit that you're willing to lose in order to buy the thing that makes you that profit.
0: It's it's what, like uh, 100 days worth of mining is what they usually, the card's market rate goes for? Something like
2: that? I mean, ideally,
1: that's what you'd want to try to target. Eventually, once things go crazy, people usually do the math for six months.
2: Yeah, and right now you're looking at yeah, that's... 10 months for some of these aftermarket stuff and that's just too far in the future. I mean, you saw how fast it took for the last crash to happen. It <laughs> ramped up to 19k in less than 3 months from 6,000 and then all of a sudden it was back at 3,000 within the next 4 months. And so
1: But again, it, that that is Bitcoin though and its pricing trajectory has really broken with Ethereum's and Ethereum's going proof of stake and I don't right. I can't believe I how few people are talking about that now to be fair will ethereum's developers who centrally control this decentralized coin you know will they actually get their proof of stake implemented when they say they will i don't know they haven't implemented anything when they say they will Um, so it could be another two years of mining but that is a huge risk to people once it goes from oh i'll make my money back in three months you know that that's not a risk you'll you'll make your money back once it becomes six months it becomes risky and once you're saying oh it'll take a year don't worry you know i've seen people say oh my laptop with an ampere 36 will pay for itself in a year if ethereum's still proof of work i guess it might it might not be though and then you're gonna have to switch to another coin and you're gonna have to download a new mining application unless if nice has to nice hash doesn't support it and then what happens if that coin goes belly up right now ripples under investigation by the sec Right. Like, you know, like that's well, not a mining company, I but, you know, you, like all these projects can go anywhere.
0: I, I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, all it takes is the the uh, a certain person within the FCC of uh, the uh, the Trade Commission. Um, SEC? SEC. Sorry. Uh, to just start putting regulation down on, on these things. I mean, that's been something that people have been talking about for what, seven years now?
1: Well, and is well there... I don't think it's going to happen to Bitcoin, really, because it's not controlled by anyone. But Ethereum, I'm, I am very surprised something mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. Yeah.
2: Well, and as those coins are brought into security exchanges and such, where you can actually put you know, big dollars from like you know, 401k investments, these hedge funds, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, as they get brought into those markets, they will start to get the SEC involved and it'll have regulation be it just exiting the market and converting to fiat that Mm -hmm. could very well happen Yes, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, there's
0: nothing more I could say to that. Yeah, no, right. So
2: it's a big risk. You don't want to forecast things a year out because who knows what it is in a year out. That's why these miners aren't buying these huge markup cards. That's just the uh, people that think they're worth that and they're Mm. not really. But well, there's another
1: thing I wanted to say, too, and I, I, I almost forgot. It's your point. I think you said, Kirk, of these cards are really powerful um, and they can be used for things besides mining, and that's something that in I put out two big my you know videos or videos are big they did well videos talking about mining and what's going on in the past week. And a big point I made in that one that I've made before is like we're talking about 30, 40 teraflop cards at this point. The mm-hmm. fact that you think this will only be used for gaming is, guys, these are supercomputers that you're just putting yep. in a. Uh, thing with a bunch of RGB lights on it. Like, yep. people, I've seen people all the way back to Vega Frontier. I remember people hooking up in devices that looked a lot like mining rigs, Vega Frontiers, because they were using it to render uh, projects, like in movies and stuff. Right. Like, you, people forget that these are so useful for like folding at homes, data mm-hmm. science, machine learning. There's so many things you can just slap a bunch of cards into and do calculations with that are may I modestly propose more useful to society than 4K instead of (laughs) 1440p? Yeah. So they're always going to be there buying up cards for more than gaming. I know people don't want to hear that, but only the consoles typically strip out the non-gaming parts and try to make the cheapest high -hmm. high performance. You know, it's all relative. Gaming device they can. And those can't mine. Yet, wait until someone hacks PS5s to be able to mine. It really (laughs) wouldn't surprise me at this point, you know. But... (laughs) You know, so, that, so that's something to think about as well, though, is that, hey, if it can do other things, I mean, they're really powerful. And if it's well, not mining, it would be something else a little bit. Let's let's
0: let's not kid ourselves. I mean, the reason why a lot of us have gaming computers in the first place is because we do other things with our systems. Like, you know, a lot of us built computers up because, you know, we wanted to edit videos or we wanted to we had hobbies. We, you know, we were people worked in Blender. That's honestly been a, a reason as to why P- someone would build a computer, and it was one of the the old PC Master Race arguments. It's like, well, what can PC you do master's? on a console? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was it's one of the big arguments gaming. that got people. Yeah. yeah, it's not just for gaming. So, I mean, the fact that businesses would take up on this once these things get so powerful, it's not that surprising. It's just I think we just like better supplies so that you could at least be able to buy something.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not and it's it, you know it's not lovers. a it's not That's a part time job. <laughs> that's the big problem that you mentioned though is the supply it mm-hmm. there's only so many wafers they can kick out and it takes years to make a new factory that can make yep. more wafers and so it's very slow to react especially to demands of you know, that are more of a whim thing at, like crypto you know,
0: by the way, um, speaking of, uh, of pricing, um, I'm looking forward to see what the prices, the pricing is on DDR5 memory. And uh, it's how be people, expensive are, going to and how people are going to forget here. Here first. People are going to forget.
2: Right. It, it will be expensive. It'll mostly be businesses that'll buy it because they're the ones yeah. that can make money once again off of having. Um, it. And I've, that will ramp up the production, which will bring down the price. Well, my skills. Alder
1: Lake, Lake talks about DDR5. Alder Lake supports both DDR5 and DDR4, but from oh, wow. my, from what I'm, from what I'm told, uh, motherboard manufacturers are deciding which one. It's not like you know AM2 plus where or AM3 I think before, it was. Though. The yeah. Intel
0: boards did that before. I think it was it was one of them where you could have either
1: DDR3. Or but DDR4. but it's not going to have that, is what I'm told. It's mm-hmm. either DDR4 or DDR5. So you're going to have to buy the motherboard for the RAM you want. Oh and no, I that's only the high-end ones have <laughs> DDR5. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Actually, oh, okay. is is like uh, the CPU it
0: was,
3: supports it. I like but the motherboard is dependent on which one. Yeah,
1: where yeah. certain. But it was like it was DDR3L, the the low power yes. one. Well, they've been, yeah. I think they, I, I think they might still support that technically with Comet Lake, because it's the same architecture as Skylake. <laughs> I think I'm I've sorry. seen laptops to this day that still have DDR3L with a Comet Lake CPU. I could be wrong. I know KB Lake ones and some copy-like ones did.
3: Update from the chat. Uh, Denvera wants to, uh, wanted to correct his earlier super chat. Said sorry. I meant to say the 30HX is a GTX 1066 gig. The 40HX is a 1070, and the 50HX is a 1080 Ti. All these cards almost exactly match the mining performance and power. No, Pro. it's
1: not. Thirty HX is not a ten sixty. That that's very, very, very rare would ever hit those clock speeds. I know I had dozens of these cards. Even and even with modified timings. No, it's not. That's well, a twenty sixty. It, it could be a twenty sixty.
3: It's yeah, I would agree it's more likely a twenty sixty. That's probably what they have the most
1: production of right now. Which I anyway. have right here, it's and I can turn. tell you it gets similar performance. Yeah.
0: Um they're, are they? Was that a rumor, or was it actually confirmed that they're going to relaunch twenty sixties, or they're I going actually, to twenty sixties back into production?
3: I wouldn't be surprised if the Q one, if the ones that they're launching in Q one are both Turing cards, and it's the other ones that are going to be
2: Ampere. <laughs> yeah, for I,
1: you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. Like I I didn't had that suggested, but yeah, that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. If that's, yeah, that's just uh, what is it? TU 106 cards right there. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just the can't. Yeah. I hope the internet's enjoying that
2: cat's like, (laughs) well, yeah, I'd like to be respectful of Tom's time. And and I was going to say, I mean, I got
1: maybe 10 more minutes. If you want to talk about anything else.
2: Yeah. Do we have a question from chat? We can fill one real quick. Well, you know, let me say
1: one thing I never (laughs) answered. You know, people may accuse me of being a politician if I don't go back to a question you asked. I didn't say what my worst prediction was. And oh, I was yeah. like, was I that good at sidestepping that question? Um <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> That's right. You're all being hypnotized by Moore's Lost Join no way, the Patreon. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. Yeah, yeah I I, know, warned, I, yeah, I don't want to people going to. You know, yeah. Sorry to bring that uh, up. Gonna, it's a right people, now. Although I do want to say, I did, I did hear that there some people were testing some cards with co-processors. So there's something going on in NVIDIA where they're testing that. I just, I always thought it was really unlikely they would get it into Ampere. They would get it into a mainstream architecture this quickly without us. Because, like, if I was NVIDIA and I was putting a coprocessor okay. in a graphics card, I would be, like, shouting about it at investor right. calls because that's huge. I wouldn't be hiding it to the last-minute reveal. But um, anyways, though, well,
2: I mean, I— can be kind of like a coprocessor for AMD. They could put things like RT cores and specialized oh, sure. func- fixed-function stuff into that or even maybe FPGA stuff. Yeah, I mean they can yeah. do that. That could benefit them.
1: And I and I'm a little surprised they haven't, but I mean like one prediction that I had is I thought for sure the PS5 would load last gen games faster, right? Oh. Like that yeah. did surprise me. I thought the yeah. Xbox would too to be fair. Now the Xbox does for half of them, right? But they still need a patch or something. I for sure, you know, thought that the ssds would do last gen games better than they did they take over a minute to load and it's like yeah no it's very next gen games it's good don't 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 worry but last gen um i definitely got that prediction wrong you know along with a lot of other speculation about the ps5 like and i think there's been a lot of people in the comments that miss misunderstand things that i've said about the ps5 i i was always trying to explain why the PS5's performing as well as it is relative to people's expectations. And part of that was an assumption that there was something besides the cache scrubber going on with its cache system. Based mm-hmm. on recent die shots, that doesn't seem to be the case, but I don't think we're going to know for sure until months later when people fully annotate. And but, you know, I, I, but I do need to say that, though, because there's some people that are, you know, I don't know, saying that I said it had RDNA 3 when I didn't. I said it had features that weren't in desktop RDNA 2 and that That's not the thing. same. That's a different thing than saying it has RDNA 3. I did put RDNA 3 in the thumbnail, though, to get clicks. I'll admit that.
2: Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if it does have f- features that aren't in RDNA 2, I think you called it uh, – it could almost be like an RDNA 3, but uh, I don't think you went as yeah. far as to saying it definitely is RDNA 3. Well, and there's RDNA3. a difference between <laughs> speculating what I think's going on and telling you
1: making the title it definitely has it at least in my world there's a big difference between those two because i'm just trying to explain why it's performing so well guys so you know at the end of the day right it, it's we know what its performance is so these conversations are kind of a waste of time at this point anyways but
2: yeah it's all yeah, rumor on speculation. Well, well, i, I anyway. think
0: i think the other thing is uh, people tend to think that if you don't sit down and explain every one of your um You know, for lack of a better word, your failures or the things that you misunderstood or did wrong, that you're ignoring that they're there. Um, I I think a lot of people, a lot of creators are very self-critical and it's very hard to be good if you're not self-critical. So, I mean... You know, people like really dig on you and say, "Oh, well, you didn't say this and you didn't say that," and and they'll all oftentimes really misunderstand what you were saying in the first place too. Um, people also take when you when you sort of make a prediction that it has to be law. Mm. Um, a, a lot of times when we're doing stuff like this, um, I don't do a whole lot of it, but if you are doing stuff like this. You're making assumptions. I, I don't make videos on it. I make a yeah. lot of assumptions and stuff. But you're making assumptions and you're trying to, to make educated guesses. Um, you're working with sources, which, you know, sometimes could be very valid. Sometimes could not.
1: Well, let me say that, like, the sources that I use in 2021 are far better than in 2020 and the ones in 2020 were far better than in 2019 except i think my intel sources were always really good i actually that was something that i can say i've always done a good job with but you know it's like it is what it is i, I you'll learn over time which ones not even just which ones are legit but which legit ones actually know what they're talking about about specific subjects
0: well also when you're like eight months ahead on something Mm -hmm. A company could change what they're doing in those eight months, depending on how deep it is. You know, like there's, there's like WCCF Tech always used to have these like really early shots of a card, and then they're like, well, it didn't come out to be that way, so everyone lied. And it's like, well, no, this could be one of the six prototypes that they came up with, and we just got the bad one, the one that they changed.
1: Yeah, well, or in the time that they looked at it, they said we don't like it. Yeah, right. Just because it was tested. Look, they were testing coprocessors. I never did a video on it. But just to say one thing, they were testing them. They they were. I had I had the same people that got me my RDNA2 info. They were testing them. They were testing coprocessors. They just never went into the final product. Um, but I mean, the thing about assumptions is such a good point too. Because earlier this week, I did one talking about what can be done, what can be done by AMD and NVIDIA if they wanted to make sure their graphics cards go to gamers, not miners. And people were like, "Well, you were wrong. They ended up locking down the 3060." And I'm like. Well, I didn't say they couldn't do that. I said they probably wouldn't if they wanted to help gamers. What they're doing is to make more money, right? These cards are still just dies going to get, you know. And you know what I would say? By the way, let me say that too about those mining cards there, the 30HX and 40HX. Those could be sold to gamers too, guys. Like, I know they might be Turing cards, but they, like, you know how good it would be? Like, I have a 2060, and for its performance, it it does think, it actually plays Minecraft RTX better than I expected, by the way, with DLSS turned on. I'm going to admit it. uh if i'm gonna be honest a little better than my 6800 xt <laughs> um it's really but, you know, like a
0: shame man
1: but but it's like really if sh- they wanted man. to they could launch the 2060 again for like 200 and the 2070 again for 300 and that would be awesome right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and believe me they're they'd be making their money on that so i, I do want to say that the if they're selling last gen cards to miners that still doesn't change the fact like amd still produces polaris by the way guys too mm-hmm. so like they could be selling these to gamers at a reasonable price and um i yeah one more thing i know they're saying i'm talking too much but one more thing i want to <laughs> well, say you're our guests so exactly that's-
3: they can come here anytime <laughs> to hear us
1: but yeah, uh if you want one to hear more me thing i want to you know. say about the whole like uh console argument thing too is i think one thing people misunderstand too when i argue with them about who's wrong is that I'm only going to address the argument you made. So, did I, was I wrong to suspect, not double down? I only suspected that there could be some kind of, I, the die size of the PS5 was never gonna have full infinity cache. There's no way. But I thought maybe it had a unified smaller one. You know, mm-hmm. I was wrong about that. But if what you put in the comment is, you said it has RDNA3, I'm gonna say I didn't say that and move on right it's not my you know and so i find it so weird people who attack leakers and tech tubers can't even make the honest argument like there's definitely criticism for me to be had but i never see it it's always just something i didn't say in all caps and it's just like it isn't enough to point out when i was wrong about that small thing it has to turn into a grand conspiracy
2: <laughs> well, um to, of the name to the
0: people game, to people in the comment section uh we are paid off by everyone so yeah in,
2: yeah, we all drive yeah. home in our A.M.D. I, Lamborghinis, and the, the weird, the weirdest AMD bikes. The weirdest. I get, weirdest thing I get about everybody
3: it. the same rate. Okay, I get the same check from everyone.
0: <laughs> so the the weirdest thing to me though is, um, it's the idea that you know, like Jim would get this that he's paid off, and I'm like, you know, no offense to people who have advertising deals, and I'm sure a lot of them are above board, but why wouldn't the first thing to assume is that the people who are getting advertising deals from companies to be, you know, the ones to suspect. And I'm not saying that, that those people are, you know, all bad people, or you should (laughs) immediately assume this, but why would you assume the guy that's making videos, you know, without his face being shown without fancy camera gear and without an ad sponsor that his, you know, he's getting paid under the table where, where, I mean, if if you're more likely to say these guys are doing stuff for clicks, I'd understand that a lot better. You know, like that. Well, yeah, and they accuse of you
2: of that sometimes for sure. Right. Clickbait's a thing. <laughs> um, but I
0: mean, you know, everybody's a little guilty to it. Everybody has those, those you know, those, those certain titles, those certain words that they put in the headers, the certain stuff they put in the thumbnail. It, it's what you do to get people to pay attention. But it's just the content is not supposed to be um misleading and that's really what you're supposed to i'm not gonna
1: lie i try to make my thumbnail and title the most interesting i can without being off subject like that's literally my job is to get clicks but yeah i at least try to never uh never make it about something it's not actually about there's always got to be some level of of on it well
0: i don't get mad when i see somebody say something in their title like Three tricks to make your Ryzen processor way faster or these games, you know, I wish AMD they'd be a little more
1: hosts. specific, though. I will say that.
0: <laughs> AMD is now the gaming crown, you know, takes the gaming crown and then AMD they don't. is now the gaming. crown?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make bad English titles. That's what I'm going to do.
1: You All right. so that. I'd say, though, yeah, but is there any other product you guys wanted to talk about while I'm here? Because for, like, five minutes, I did want to make sure I admitted the things I'm wrong about without completely sidestepping it. But, like, I is mean, there any, like, <laughs> Intel or AMD or anything? So I,
0: I, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on um, the, the 5000 series CPUs um, for what right. their MSRPs are and stuff. Yeah, the Ryzen 5000 series <laughs> parts.
1: Oh, Uh, Yeah, this is another thing they'll just say I'm an AMD fanboy for not freaking out, you know, that they cost more. I mean, at the end of the day, they're priced in line with the competition. I think AMD is walking the line of charging more when they can and, and, you know, going mad with power. I think if I remember correctly, the second they took the performance crown in like the early 2000s, they're just like $1,000 for our top one. Which was stupid. And it honestly, let's be clear, it was stupid. They could have taken much more market share and mind share if they wouldn't have done that. So they're not doing that. If AMD wanted to, they could charge $1,000 for the 5950X. They have it, they have the crown in everything. I don't even think Rocket Lake's going to take back the gaming crown. I think it'll like trade blows at best. You know, I, I think this is over. AMD's won. If they wanted to charge one thousand and then you know seven hundred for the twelve core and five hundred for the eight core, guys, they're gonna charge eight five hundred for Rocket Lake. So if you're mad at AMD, <laughs> AMD's fair point. I mean, you know, and, and that's really all I you know all I have to say. It's the six core is pretty much the best gaming processor for only three hundred. That's better than buying the ninety nine hundred K for five hundred the previous year. The eight core is the best gaming processor, I, and they're only charging four fifty.
2: <laughs> what do you want me to say? And the x is the only one that is really available right now. I mean, I've um, seen that yeah. one pop up as available more. It's on AMD.com. You can literally six. just buy it. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's in and out of stock all the time. And it's, it stays up on AMD.com for quite a while. And, and, um, it, and it's as good as the 10900K
1: that costs more. So, like, what are we even complaining about anymore? It costs less than Intel. It's stronger than Intel. You're asking AMD to be a charity if you ask them I mean, to do anything
0: else. I, I mean... My personal thoughts were, <clears throat> if I was still on first or second gen, and I didn't buy third gen, I would have bought one of these.
1: Yeah, I would have. I would um, have just gotten this instead of Zen two. If it's I would have had,
0: enough. if if I would have had Zen two, and I already bought, you know, uh, an eight or a twelve core, I would have sat on it.
1: And I'm sitting um, on my thirty nine fifty X. I I'm fine. It it runs games at one twenty. <laughs> it's just fine. fine. I don't need the new. So, thing.
0: I mean, the one thing I'll say though that really, really impressed me is is the um, the, the six core. If you play, uh, you know, more like esports settings, you know, like how people play stuff at low at 1080p, it beats the crap out of the 3600x. Like it's it's absurd yeah. in some time, in, in some of the benchmarks that I did. Um, plug on something that I'm doing at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I was unhappy with the pricing but I understood where it was coming from. Um, but I mean, what are you really going to do? That's kind of the problem.
1: Um, I, I wish they would have just changed the names. I wish they would have said the 5600X. Uh, I do wish they would have been more aggressive. I wish they would have made the... what would, would have like kind of gone in between what they did with Zen 2 and what they did now. I wish they would have made the 5800X actually the... 50 600x but then charge 350 right Uh, that's that's what i believe the mastermind move would have been is like well now the 600x is 350 so when we charge 350 for zen 4 no one will care but what we're gonna do is make it eight cores this time and you know that's what i would have done is i would have bumped the 12 core down to the 5800x but i still would have charged 500 or something Right, Mm -hmm. I would. That's when then when we have a twelve core Zen four for five hundred, no one notices. We just made the fifty eight hundred x five hundred dollars instead of four fifty.
0: That's what I would have done. No, that's interesting. That's that's a that's a good marketing take.
1: But they didn't do that. They just literally Mm -hmm. increased the price fifty bucks. So it's like what it it is. What
2: it is. I don't know. (laughs) And took away the cooler.
3: (laughs) I'm still a strong believer that one of the reasons that they increased the price was just because of supply.
2: Well,
1: the, I mean, they can't keep they, them in stock, you know. They sold the over thing. a million in quarter four. Why, they'd be, I'm, and I'm sorry, guys. They would be stupid if they didn't charge more. Like
0: No, and that's, yeah. that's one of the things I said on the podcast when a lot of people were really mad over it. Um, Jim was really mad at it. But I personally said, if you can't keep them – if you're having supply issues and you can't produce enough, why would you sell it at a lower price? Now you're just doing the consumer a favor for no legitimate reason. You want to try to use costs to deal with the supply problem. I mean, it's not that like they're not your, yeah.
2: That
1: You literally have an obligation to shareholders to do that. And it, maybe, you know, maybe I'll talk to Jim about that. If he comes on broken Silicon sometime soon. Hint, hint. <laughs> we, we'd but, love to see him. Um, um, um,
2: but I do need to go now. Yeah. I think, well, we appreciate your time and, uh, Taking your Saturday to join us, and I'm sure everyone enjoyed mm-hmm. having you on. We definitely did. And be sure to check out not just Morris Law's Dead's channel, but his Patreon. Check out our Patreon. Support mm-hmm. us. We're there for you guys. We want to provide you with the best information possible and our thoughts on that in well researched format rather than just quick videos. So mm-hmm. know, it takes time and effort, and we. Spent a lot of time out there for you. So yeah, hope you remember you can
1: subscribe it. to Broken yeah. Silicon on any podcast app. Apple, i, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, you know,
2: yep. so, and so I'll I just shield got, that too. Yep. I just got control of our anchor you know, for this podcast. So we'll be getting that up quicker than usual. So you know, we'll be putting this out on those podcast apps as well. So be sure to look for Overvolted. And subscribe to our channels on YouTube, hit that alarm button so you can get notifications. Uh, We're going to try making Overvolted more regular on Saturday around the same time. So watch your notifications for that. And with that, thank you, Tom, for joining us and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.